Hi, and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, Pastor Jason Goodham, Pastor Brett Bowe, and Pastor Adam Osher continue their discussion on Article 3.4 of the Small Called Articles, looking at an Old Testament passage and its application. Being Lutheran is sponsored by the Free Lutheran Bible College and Seminary, establishing students in the eternal and inerrant Word of God for a life of faith in Jesus Christ and faithful service in His kingdom since 1964. To learn more or apply, look at flbc.edu. Welcome to the Being Lutheran Podcast. I am Pastor Brett Bowen. I'm joined by Pastor Jason Goodham and Pastor Adam Osher. Yes, we are in the Old Testament today, hanging out. <laughs> this is this might give our listeners the most cognitive dissonance we've ever done <laughs> in one episode, uh, because in a in a series on the gospel, <laughs> not only are we deriving our passage from a book literally entitled Second Law, but we're taking it from a passage that is pretty law heavy. And so uh, yeah, yeah. if you guys think we've jumped the shark. Or if we messed up on which arc we're on. Yeah. Yeah, just yeah. be patient. We'll get to the gospel. It's there. But this uh, this highlights what we talked about the previous episode or, <laughs> or two episodes ago about the nature of what God does for us in the gospel. So hopefully mm-hmm. uh, Brett draws that out for you all because Adam and I sure can't. Yeah. Yep. I'm sure that will happen. Yeah. No, not really. Brett the pure hearted. Why do you keep calling me that? I don't know. It's just exactly who I think you are. (laughs) If you guys knew Brett, like Jason and I know Brett, just the very fact that he hates that name shows you how pure he is. Why don't you read us some scripture, Brett? You're basically like Vin Scully. We just don't think anything's wrong with you. Oh, I got that. I got that baseball reference. Good job. I'm just so excited about that. <laughs> I, I never get your guys' baseball reference. It was literally yeah. inside baseball, and you're catching up. And I caught it. I like that. Yeah, good Pun stuff. Pun intended. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, we're, we are reading today Deuteronomy 8, verses 11 through 20. And I'll go ahead and read the word for us at this time. It says, Take care, lest you forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments and his rules and his statutes, which I command you today. And Adam has his Big honking his analog Bible. Analog Bible. Ouch. And again, I li- I'd like to <laughs> like to state right now, already in verse eleven, not keeping God's commandments yeah. is the literal opposite of the gospel. Yeah, right, right. So we're, yes. we're good yep. start. Yep. Uh, All right, Uh, verse 12, lest when you have eaten and are full and have built good houses and live in them, and when your herds and flocks multiply and your silver and gold is multiplied and all that you have is multiplied, then your heart be lifted up and you forget the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, who led you through the great and terrifying wilderness with its fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty ground where there was no water, who brought you water out of the flinty rock who fed you in the wilderness with manna that your fathers did not know, that he might humble you and test you to do you good in the end. Beware, lest you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have gotten me this wealth. You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may confirm his covenant that he swore to your fathers as it is this day. And if you forget the Lord your God and go after other gods and serve them and worship them, I solemnly warn you today that you shall surely perish. Like the nations that the Lord makes to perish before you, so shall you perish because you would not obey the voice of the Lord your God. 
Here ends the reading of God's word. Amen. 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 So, <laughs> so. I, I was in Tazewell uh, County, Illinois. I believe that is Peoria might be yeah. the uh, the county seat of Tazewell. Peoria Chiefs. And Ooh. and I forgot before I started telling this story, this is not a reference to you, Brett, nope. but it is about your dumb my, state. My home state? Yes. yes. Yeah, home, come. not dumb. Sorry. No, I guess same thing. Freudian. Yeah. Um, so we were I, we were moving out to Pittsburgh, actually, and I was, I was literally between houses. We had just left a parsonage in central Minnesota. We were moving in. I was about to close on our house a couple of days later. We're driving from my in-laws the whole trek across, uh, you know, I, you know, the eastern Iowa through Illinois, Indiana, da 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 da. That is a vast expanse of nothing. But it is, and, and I barely left, and we go into Illinois, and I, I'm driving along, and I'm going maybe 77 and a 70. Okay, so yes, I'm pushing the limit a little bit. Uh, I'm also not. I mean, it's not crazy over. So I'm, you know, I'm, you're banking on nine, you're fine, 10, yeah, you're mine. I right? am. That is exactly <laughs> what I was going on. And all of a I've sudden, I've never heard that before. Really? <laughs> really? That's no. why you're so pure hearted. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly uh, it. You keep proving it, Brett. Keep going. But anyway, so I get pulled over and my wife is behind me with our other car and our kids and, and she's, she's driving along and pulls up behind me. And here's along, this cop and, this cop comes up to my car and he goes, uh, license and registration. I said, yeah, you know, what was, what was up? What am I being pulled over for? Basically, you know, forcing him to do the whole nine, you're fine, 10, you're mine. Are we going to, are we going to quibble over seven miles an hour? And I didn't say that, but he said, you're going 77 in a 45. <laughs> and I said, what do you mean it's a 45? It's a construction zone, sir. Uh, oh. This is a construction zone. I said, where's the construction? I didn't say this, but in my mind, I'm like, this is why I think your state's a little off. Because there was no there was no construction happening. There were, you know, orange cones in the ditch, but they were there was n no worker present. There was nothing happening on the roads. They just throw orange cones in there to slow people down so they can find them. But anyway, th this, is this is showing how ungrateful I am. Okay, so the moral of the story. I said, "What's my what's my fine?" He goes, "This is a minimum. This is a minimum fifteen hundred dollar fine." Oh wow! And so he takes my takes my license and registration back to the car. Meanwhile, my wife's behind us, and he goes, "Not your wife back there?" I said, "Yeah." And and uh, Courtney's in the backseat saying, "Kids, we need to pray for Daddy. This might not be good." Because she had seen the sign for forty five, which I did not see, <laughs> and, and so and so. Uh, he comes back and he goes, this is with this discrepancy in, in speed and the fact that it's a construction zone, it's $2,200 and a mandatory court appearance. So you have to come back here, but I'm just going to give you a warning on this one. Oh man! <laughs> and meanwhile, I'd explained like why I was there, what I was doing, that I was a pastor. I said, is there anything I can do for you? Which is funny because it sounds, you know, like exactly. So it sounds like a bribe, but, but he's like, just pray for me. Just say a prayer for me. Awesome. And I have prayed for that that deputy from Tazewell County quite often. If you're listening, deputy from Tazewell County, <laughs> uh, thank you again for your, yes. your generosity and your grace. I used, I preached, this is my first text going back to Pittsburgh. Oh, I, I did my internship in Pittsburgh and then I went back to be the pastor. But the the first text I preached when I went back was this text really? that we're reading now. That's awesome. And that was the illustration that I'd used. It was like a Sunday later, you know, <laughs> like, it's like, so this is what grace is. And, and so like you're driving on borrowed time that you, you know, driving on the other not, guys, that you, pads. Yeah. that you did not earn, that you, that you didn't. 
<laughs> yeah, sorry, Tommy Boy reference for, for you who don't know that. But all that to say is I had this immense measure of grace shown to me. Hmm. And, you know, that's exactly, so you, I'm, I'm just launching straight into the gospel when all of this feels like law. But the reality is that the gospel is in that God has given them all of these things that none of it was of them. None of it did they deserve or earn. I didn't deserve to get out of that speeding ticket. But all of these good gifts that God has given, pouring over and over right into their lap, his whole thing is don't don't begin to think somehow you did this because this is me. I love you. There, there's your gospel in this. I mean, so I, I launched right into it just because I thought yeah. when we're talking about the gospel, we should at least point it out. Yes, yeah, make good. sure we know where it's at. And the application to this passage would have been if when you arrived in Pittsburgh, you immediately started talking about how good you were at smooth talking police officers. <laughs> <laughs> that would be what this is talking about. Yeah, I, I was going to look it up uh, before the episode here. I was going to look up the uh, the sermon because I ended with something like that, you know. This was not my response when the, you know, the officer did this or, you know, what. this isn't because I earned anything. I didn't. I deserve to be driving back to Tazewell County, Illinois, in order to, Court you know, yeah. to appear before the judge and plead guilty because I was, but the deputy, you know, and that's, mm. you know, but mm. Jesus. And so that was the end of the sermon. Yeah. Is that, is bad that Trinitarian of... theology. Yeah, Jesus yeah. is not the deputy. <laughs> <laughs> I shot the shooter. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Is that kind of why you you were thinking of this passage? It's exactly why I was thinking about this passage. What what, I I got to drive the bus over someone every episode. (laughs) It's just my role. And this this one's me. No, this one's not. You leave that officer in Tazewell County alone. I officer. I've got his back. Officer Rick or whoever it is. (laughs) Really appreciate you, Uh, Uh, but. It, it is so interesting how the prosperity gospel yeah. is so very far from what the actual gospel is. And, and the, what's interesting is that the prosperity gospel actually makes the application of the gospel to be material wealth and prosperity. And the outcome of the prosperity gospel is that you take credit for the wealth and prosperity you receive from the hand of God by your great faith, by your works. That's the a generalization of what the prosperity gospel is. In our case, what, what Deuteronomy is talking about is every benefit that the Israelites received uh, from the Exodus all the way up to the conquest of Canaan came from the hand of God, was entirely undeserved, and God's kindness was often in spite of the Israelites' rebellion. Hmm. Because you look at it, and if you go down the checklist, and he talks about, okay, well, you got all this food, silver, and gold. They plundered the Egyptians by simply asking for donations uh, because they they had become such a stench to Egypt because of the 10th plague. Uh, he he talks about water from the flinty rock. He talks about That's the punishment. Yeah. yeah, the flinty rock. Flinty rock yeah. Why is there not a CCM rock band called Flinty Rock? There's <laughs> <laughs> a failure of 1993, right? Or the there. the power of the keys. The power of the keys. Yeah, exactly. But it, it talks about the fiery serpents and the scorpions and all of these things. And, and God yeah. is mentioning not only His great grace and mercy in providing for them, but in fact their utter rebellion and stubbornness in in the wilderness wandering, and here they are, and, and like you, you you said before, Adam, they're living in cities they did not build, and houses they did not build, in vineyards they did not plant, and, and all of these things. And God's warning is, if after all of this goodness, you still 
try to take credit for it, I am going to bash your head into a rock. <laughs> you know, that's the paraphrase edition, right? Is I, I, the Goodham paraphrased version. I, I cannot I imagine what it's like staring God in the face and hearing these words. God saying, I solemnly warn you today. <laughs> You're taking that serious. Uh, yeah. You will perish. And that's the point of what we're talking about. It's exactly it's a perfect illustration story from your life, Adam, that what we have received, literally everything we have not deserved. And for us to take credit for that in some way, shape or another, uh, not only by saying we're responsible for it, but by saying the things of the gospel are things we are required to do. And this is the big Lutheran hesitation on the way the other traditions treat the sacraments is turning the sacraments into law, turning the sacraments into obedience. What we have received from God, we ought not dare take credit for as our own behavior or our own just rewards. Mm-hmm. And so there, there is a way to get to gospel, and the gospel in this passage is yeah. very, very powerful, but the warning is what focuses us, us in on the gospel. I was going to say, that it feels like this, this text is one of those where you, you sense the sharpness of the law, yep. and that, you know, of course, like in other places in Scripture, it leads, leads us to the gospel, um, where, uh, yeah, and, and I think this might be a good text of for the Christian life, too, of not spurning the gospel, receiving the gospel, and um, our propensity to go away from the gospel, yep. um, and hopefully a text like this can lead us back to that. Well, it really illustrates the our sinful nature in all things, right? That uh, one, there can't be gospel without law. There is no good news if there isn't bad news. And so there, the, the law must identify our sin. So we can't go down that path. We frequently talk about gospel good, law bad, right. because the law is what prepares us for the gospel. But then, you know, we're always inserting our words into the equation. We're always curved in on ourselves. It's a theological term, Curvisting. Latin incurvatus and say, yeah. that we're, we're looking at ourselves and inserting our good works into the situation. And so first mm-hmm. we try to earn our salvation. Well, no, we can't do that. Well, we're saved apart from works. Okay, 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 okay. What do we do now? Um, faith must be my responsibility. God does 99% of the work and I do 1% of the work. And the problem with that equation is if you do 1% of the work, what you're really confessing is that you do 100% of the work because mm-hmm. you're always going to focus on that 1%. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, and there's so many things around that that, like you said, you know, if I believe, that's all. That's what that's what your responsibility is. We hear that all the time. All you have to do is... Yeah, yeah that's, it says yours to believe. You just need to receive it now, which is okay to call people to receive the gospel because the scriptures say that. They, that's the word that's used. But in terms of this is the faith that you need to muster up is kind of how it's used, and that's not at all appropriate. And, and all that's saying, because you're exactly right, Jason, it's hundred percent. If, if I do one that, if you're counting that as 1%, no, no, you're, you're also counting yourself as one who's really good at evaluating the facts and making a reasonable decision. That's right for you. That's all you're doing. That's all you're saying. When you say, I believe the gospel, I've, I've, I've heard the facts. I believe them and, and I'm in now. I'm good. I signed up. Works for me. You know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Works for me. And it's yeah. all, all about me. 
when faith is described, even, you know, faith is described in the same way that these, that this land is described to the, the, uh, the, the Israelites as they're going into Deuteronomy, going into Deuteronomy. The land of Deuteronomy. The land, <laughs> the, 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 you know, the land of Canaan as they're going in and they've got all these things. God's saying the same thing. Paul says the exact same thing in Ephesians 2. It's by grace you've been saved through faith and not, not of yourselves. Lest any of you get, get cocky about this and boast. That's exact. I mean, it's the same same thing happening in both both verses. Yeah, it's the you are dead in your trespasses and sin, and as a dead person, you can do exactly what a dead person can do. Mm-hmm. You know what would be kind of a fun, uh, like alternative episode series for us to do? Us to the, do a being Lutheran on the dark web. <laughs> no, oh, not okay. that QAnon. Yeah. <laughs> no, is Q a Lutheran? It would be it would be good. This is just the, our discussion here is just making me want to reread again Luther Luther or not Luther uh, Walther's Law and Gospel. Oh book. yeah, and I think that would be fun to like walk through. Can each... you imagine submitting our audience to four episodes on every one of the what thirty nine principles in Law no, and Gospel? No, we could do just one one episode on each. Could we do that though? Could we? <laughs> so after the after the Book of Concord, being Lutheran. No, no. <laughs> Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, we could. We could extend. Uh, I don't being think Lutheran that's, after yeah. dark. Yeah. Being. Yeah. Uh, oh, like a like a Thursday series or something like that. Something mm. like that. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I guess because what we've been talking about here is is really the proper distinction of law and gospel, and a lot of these things, you know, Walther talks about and in, in how yep. you, this way you go off kilter. This way you go off kilter um, with this. So yeah, there yeah. are four directions off a horse you can fall. <laughs> in all of them, you end up in the same place. Uh, off the horse? Yeah. Uh, you, you end up in the mud, on, yeah, in, yeah. no matter which way you fall, right? But yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. But that, that's the point. The point of passages like this is right. you can't properly distinguish between law and gospel if you're not clear on where the law is and what the law does. Mm-hmm. And then the gospel has boundaries. You, like God says, you ought not take credit for any of this. You ought not say to yourself, it is because my great might and power, mm-hmm. I have received these things. It's yeah. a, I mean, it's interesting that this is very similar language or at least very similar concepts here in Deuteronomy as God says through Daniel to Nebuchadnezzar. Hmm. You know, and Nebuchadnezzar, am I not Nebuchadnezzar and have I not built this Babylon for my own glory? Hmm. And the next thing you know, you're naked and eating grass. Yeah. <laughs> it's a logical outcome. Yes. The only logical outcome. <laughs> Covered with the dew of the earth. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh. Yeah. All right. Where, where do we go from there? I don't know. I, I just, so many mental images I want to scrub from my mind right now. <laughs> well, it's, the, the application is the same as what I said in the prosperity gospel, is that we turn the gospel in the material prosperity we take credit for what God has given us uh, uh, based on something else God has given us. And in the end, the prosperity gospel is trying to paint God into a corner to give you what you think you're entitled to from God. And uh, nothing could be more opposite uh, from what our article in the book of Concord is, you know, uh, essay 3.4, or what this passage in Deuteronomy is saying is that the gospel is good. It gives us counsel against sin, mm-hmm. and we have the spoken word, uh, we have baptism, the Lord's Supper, Sacraments. confession yeah. and absolution, and the conversation and... Mutual conversation and, and consolation. Consolation, that's the word, of the brethren. Yeah. And uh, none of that can exist in the same space as I deserve this. 
Hmm. I'm entitled hmm. to this. Hmm. And, and that's the problem. We talked about this, oh, I want to say eight, ten episodes ago on that if you are trying to become righteous by the law, the, the traditional distinction is despair or pride. Yep. But the problem is, is that pride never stops at pride, is we need to ha- let someone else know what we're proud about. That <laughs> pride turns into entitlement and that entitlement turns into bitterness. And that's what God's is getting at the end here that you will surely perish. It's that you are punished for your sins, but the reason you're punished is that you're not repenting. And you're not repenting because you think you've not done anything wrong. And in fact, you blame God. Hmm. So you're saying that that's that's what was happening with the wilderness wanderings. That's exactly yep. what happens in Israel. Yep. It happens in Israel again with the demanding the king, and then it happens mm-hmm. with the kingdom. Yep, is that God owes us this? You know, in the wilderness, it looks like, oh man, do you guys remember those meat and onion pots in Egypt? Man, <laughs> I love Egyptian food. Mm. That little Egyptian place around the corner, Amun um, Ra Steakhouse. Yeah, Amun yeah. um, Ra Steakhouse. <laughs> that's probably a place somewhere. <laughs> but that's that's what in Detroit. Lo- it's the guy, the Amun um, Ra St. Brown. Yeah, yeah. Is that his name? Yeah. 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 Right. I can never get all of those words right in the same order. But yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. So that's yeah. what that's what their entitlement looked like yeah. in the wilderness. Is like, oh man, I, I I realize we were slaves. You don't say that. It's like remember the meat pots hmm. in Egypt, and, and, and then. Uh, they get into the promised land and like, oh, if you would just give us a king like all of the other nations, then you would stop failing us, God. Hmm. Hmm. And then you get into the northern and the southern kingdom and it's like the gods of the bulls and Dan and Bethel declare that Israel will last forever and, you know, things like this. And eventually... God says through Amos, I sent all these calamities upon you and you idiots couldn't see it for what they were and you would not repent. So now you lose everything. You get nothing. You get get nothing. (laughs) Nothing. Nothing. Gene Wilder preaching the law. Yeah, right. Yeah. (laughs) And and that's the point of it. And, And we can leave it there and there's a good lesson. Mm-hmm. But the real lesson, like, you know, Adam preaching this or any of us expositing yep. this text is that the gospel is precisely the opposite. Hmm. God gives us what we don't deserve and he does this because of our sin. Like we, we're not earning it. It's that in our sin, he only can give it to us. Hmm. And so he has removed our sins. He has adopted us as his children and he has provided us for us in supernatural ways for everything we need for life and salvation to the point that even if we suffer on earth, even if we lack, even if we struggle, what we have for eternity is so much better than anything we could compare it to in this life. Hmm. And that's Amen. the preaching and application of the gospel. Amen. Well, it makes me want to preach that text like you had the opportunity to, Adam. You should go get pulled over first, though. Yeah, Yeah, you got to have some major thing, because you're too pure-hearted for this text. I have been pulled over, yes. Really? Doing 61 and a 60? Well, that's going to be an off-air conversation. I want to know what this is. So, for those of you listening, Solid Rock Free Lutheran Church, Brett's next preaching series, (laughs) verse by verse through the book of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Please look us up on the web at beinglutheran.com. Also invite a friend to check us out on Spotify and iTunes. The Free Lutheran Bible College and Seminary invites you to their 2024 Seminary Symposium on January 17th through the 19th with featured guest Dr. Joel Bierman. Sessions will cover topics related to Christian ethics, including virtue ethics in the church and the rise and fall of Lutheran pietism. 
Find information about live stream and in-person registration at flbc.edu slash events. God bless you and have a great week. Thank you.